Welcome to the Revive Podcast with Pastor Jennifer Kofi. Be blessed as you listen to today's message. Yes, hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, you're welcome to the second night of our Start in the Spirit Experience 2023. Hallelujah. And I'm so, so excited. Yesterday we took off into another dimension, into another realm. Hallelujah. And the Lord our God himself brought us a word. He told us to sit. He told us to sit. And I'm sure that you have begun to sit. You are already sitting, hallelujah. And tonight I know that it will be more glorious. It will be more, it will be another dimension, hallelujah. The man of God speaking to us today, ministering to us, whatever form God will use him to move and to, and to touch our lives. He's a man called into the apostolic and into the prophetic prayer ministry. He... Um, his educational background, he came from a banking and finance background from Wisconsin University. And then he moved and took uh, a, match, a master's in religious studies from Central University. Then he went on and, and did his pastoral training from um, the ICGC's Daniel Institute. Hallelujah. A pastoral training school. Amen. Um, he formerly worked with Beige Capital, went on to work with Lister Hospital, and um, is currently the resident pastor for the Faith City Prayer and Retreat Center. Hallelujah. If you have a challenge in your life, I'm telling you, carry that challenge and go and perch in that place and pray small. Pray small. <laughs> pray small. You'll be fine. Hallelujah. Um, he serves under our district supervising minister. The Reverend Fifi Otabi Wilson, hallelujah. And he's been called into the divine mandate and the place of prayer, hallelujah. Amen. Um, for some of us, he is not new to us. Last year, just around this time, I think it was early February, we experienced him. And like our brother gave the testimony, he said a year ago, this man of God spoke a word just by prophetic insight to him. And a year down the line, he's standing right in that thing that the man of God said. So if I were you, you see, I will prepare my heart. You too. <laughs> Amen. I will, I, will, I will set my heart ready. I will be game for tonight's experience. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Just keep your gaze on the Lord. And God himself will use his vessel to bless you tonight. Please, with a standing ovation, join your hearts with me as I welcome to the platform for the second time in ICGC Revival Temple, my brother and friend, Pastor Adam Mafevi. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor James Vite. Thank you so much. God bless you all. And I thought you were just going to introduce me so that I just mention my name so that I just come and stand. Praise the Lord. Good evening to you all. And it's such an honor to be here once again tonight. And uh, God bless you for inviting me. Uh, it's a powerful place. 
And I know that God's presence here is going to do awesome things in the lives of people. And people's lives are going to change. People are going to encounter the goodness of the Lord. Because in these times that we find ourselves, the best thing God wants to give us is to give us himself. That is all. That is all. God doesn't want to give you a husband or a wife or give you a big house or give you a big job somewhere. Yes, those things are necessary, but the most important thing God wants to give you is all of himself. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, uh, I'm just praying that the Spirit of the Lord will use me to speak to you. I'm just a man. A man like passions. By the Spirit of the Lord, I'm just praying that you use me to speak to you. And then uh, we'll just pray small because the time is small. Uh, I'm hoping that by the time the retreat center is fully finished, some of you will come around and we'll pray to Jesus and ask Jesus to transform our lives so that we can also go out there and transform the lives of people. Because what he's doing every day is perfecting us. We, we are not perfect in any way. But it keeps on perfecting us every single day. The Bible says, I die daily that Christ may increase or may be seen in me. Praise the Lord. So thank you so much for inviting me. Before you sit, I want us to sing this song. I want to come in just in my spirit. It says, to worship you I live. To worship you I live. I live to worship you. Somebody help me, please. Thank you, Jesus.
not a problem at all. Yeah. Good evening to you all. Uh, greetings from Faith Temple. Reverend Fifi Rosen sent greetings from him. Uh, today we are at the retreat center together. Uh, one member is seated here. She, it's been a while. She, I've seen her there. Uh, so I'm just hoping that I'll get to see her very soon. And she will pull some of you along uh, so that you come and then we'll pray. Amen. Um, actually, with, with, with the uh, flower, one, one sister of mine at church, uh, she's in the intercessory department. She saw it and she asked, uh, Pastor, I come to uh, Reverend Jennifer's church. I want to also come along with you. So I came with one of our intercessors at church. She's Monica. Monica joined me tonight to come and, and grace this wonderful experience in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. We, we cannot start in the spirit without Jesus. There is, there is absolutely no way that you can start in the spirit, start this year without Jesus. And that is my first point for you to take note of. Um, sometimes we, we think that uh, the first start, yes, we'll pray, we'll fast, but it's for God to give you something, for God to show you a sign, to open a door for you, for you to get to know that I, I have really started. But the most important thing for you to get before you start is for you to know that what God wants to give you more is Jesus. Because that is what will solidify your start in the spirit. It is what will mandate you. It is what will validate you in the Holy Spirit for him to start with you. Amen. Amen. Because without him, there is no way that you can start. Then it's going to be you. It's going to be what you know. It's going to be what you've experienced. And it's going to be what you think yourself to be. And that is what you're going to work with. And then you'll be in deception. And deceiving yourself that you've started something. Meanwhile, the presence of the Lord or the Holy Spirit is not with you to start. But thank God that Jesus is always with us. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. It is true. Sometimes we, we get past that and we ask ourselves a lot of questions because of the experiences we've had. That is Jesus truly with me. Will he ever want to be with somebody like me or have an experience with me, a faith work with me? We ask ourselves a lot of questions and sometimes we leave a room or we think within ourselves that uh, Jesus is not with me. But I came to tell you, to remind you, not to tell you, but to remind you that Jesus is with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, I'm, I'm picking my scripture from the book of John chapter 6 verse 24 and the 29th verse. You know this year our key uh, scripture is John chapter 6 verse 12 where Jesus said that so when they were filled he said to his disciples gather up the fragments that remain so nothing is lost. We'll come to that some other day. Some other day. Amen. So I'm reading John chapter 6 verse 24 to 29 quickly and then we'll get to uh, hear the word of God and then we pray. Let us pray. Father, thank you in Jesus' name for tonight. All the glory is yours. Our heart is before you. Thank you for our gathering uh, 
tonight we are grateful for giving us the opportunity to sit at your feet to hear your voice i pray that you speak i pray that you transform a life i pray that my life will also be transformed i pray that the heavens will be opened upon us and i pray that we will encounter you that someone will encounter you through your word someone will receive insight someone will be enlightened someone will receive revelation someone's life will be turned around someone's yoke will be broken someone's eyes will be opened and someone's ears will be opened that scale will fall off and that you bring us to the place of revelation and understanding we give you thanks we give you praise in jesus name amen so john chapter 6 verse 24 when the people when the people therefore i'm reading from the new king james version when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come? When did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Verse 28. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? 29. Jesus answered and said to them, let's, let's read all this together. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom sent me. This is what? The work of God. That you what? You believe in him whom he sent. Hallelujah. Sometimes the Bible brought for us some way, but we pray that the Holy Spirit will give us understanding. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, I want us to take note of the verse 26, where Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many of you love Jesus? Okay. That's very beautiful. I love Jesus too. There's one scripture I came across in the Bible that scares me. Gives me chills. And sometimes it's, it's disappointing um, that God says, my people, when they come before me and they pray, they lift up their hands, their hearts is, is far from me. You know, God, God, sometimes, fortunately or unfortunately, we don't get to see how God sees us. We don't get to see that. So sometimes um, I surrender withholding nothing, then God will be there and be looking at us and be laughing because he knows that we, we <laughs> 
in one year to come, you, you are going to what, desert me. You are going to betray me, but far from us. That as we sing this song, we mean it with our hearts and we mean it with everything in us. Amen. So, Jesus performs a miracle. You know, this year's theme is gathering. So, Jesus performs a miracle. He, he feeds 5,000 men. The women exclusive. I mean, the Bible didn't make mention of the women and the children. So, Jesus, the Bible makes mention of the men. We'll find out why one day. Why Jesus decided to bring that. So, he feeds 5,000 men. They gather up the fragment, and then immediately they, they, they see that mm, food has come. They are filled. They decide to take hold of Jesus and crown him and, and make him as a king. And because of what the miracle that they saw, because Jesus provided food for them, and they ate and they were filled. So they said, wow, this man is going to be feeding us every time. So why don't we catch him and then uh, turn him into what? Our king. And Jesus immediately saw that. And then he, the Bible said he went alone to the mountain and he was alone there. Now, there's a lot of revelation in here. Hallelujah. Imagine hey, that you are, you are performing miracles in Ghana and people are after you just to... Come and, and see your face. There'll be two gate men, macho men at, at, at your, your, your entrance. Just to make sure you are screened enough before you enter to see the man of God. But Jesus, because he had an assignment, and it was not an earthly one, it was a spiritual one. He did not allow men. He did not allow the deception and the short-sightedness of men to prevent him from uh, fulfilling his assignment. So he escapes and then he leaves them. And then the disciples, they looked for him. They couldn't find the man because Jesus is always at the feet of God to find out what God wants to do next, which is a lesson for us that we should always find out what God wants to do with our lives is very, very important. Because if you should look back, there are some decisions that you took without God that has cost you because you did not invite God into your life. And you look back three years, four years, you look back and you realize that because now you're enlightened, all you tell yourself is that, well, it's past and gone. I should have involved God. The harm has already been done. But today, we are in the position to invite God in every situation of our lives. Whether the guy is handsome, he comes to propose to you, let me go to God. God has spoken to, to you, to the person. Let me also go and hear from God what God has for me. Hallelujah. A business, somebody comes to partner with you. Yeah, it's good. But let me go and hear from God. So Jesus was always doing what the Lord will show him. So the disciples couldn't find him. They went and they were, they were crossing. They took a boat and were crossing and, you know, the storm came and Jesus walked on the, on the, uh, on the sea, right? Don't worry, we'll pray. Hallelujah. I, I'm not so much, Pastor, please forgive me. I'm not so much of a good preacher. I'm, I'm trying. Amen. So Jesus was walking 
on the sea and then they, they, they see him and they become scared and Jesus said, I do not be afraid. What I want to tell you is that it doesn't matter the storm that comes into your life. All you need to know is to get to see that Jesus is with you. The moment you find Jesus with you, it settles the matter. Now there's a revelation there. The moment Jesus joined them in the boat, the boat was translated to where they were going. It, it, it's like it vanished and then it appeared at where they were going. That is what happens. When you are surrounded with all troubles and you, are, you, are, you feel like overwhelmed, overtaken, harassed, oppressed, when you invite Jesus into your boat, before you realize, I'm not promising you, because it's a, it's a word of faith, which always works. Once you invite Jesus into your boat, you find yourself at your destination. Hallelujah. So they go to the other side, the people come, they cross, and then they come looking for Jesus. And then, uh, where were you? We have been looking for you. And then Jesus said that, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Please time me. You ate of the loaves and were filled. Now, notice, take note of the people. Take note of people because there were people who came looking for Jesus. And then take note of the seek me. They came to seek Jesus, which was not what? Wrong in the first place. Seeking Jesus at church. Seeking Jesus through prayers. Seeking Jesus by serving in the church. It's good. There is nothing wrong with it. But Jesus opens our eyes to something. That you came to seek me because of what? Because you saw the signs. Not, but he said, he said, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Praise the Lord. Please, are you following me? Yes. Right. So, Jesus brings a very serious revelation that we need in our time. Hallelujah. That pastor, some pastors are doing all that they are doing because of crowd and not because they love God. Because they, they want to eat of the loaves and not because of their love for God. Some ladies are in church because they want God to give them a husband. Not because they love God. All the, I surrender, all the, the, the service in church. Please, I'm not preaching against anybody in the first place. <laughs> Hallelujah. All is about the fact that God should give me something. It's not about me loving God. It has nothing to do with that. I'm in church because of that business. God, open that door for me. Open that door. I need that door to be opened for me. Yes, God will open that door. But the moment he opens that door, we'll see whether you love the Lord or not. Because some of you will stop coming to church. You stop. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I didn't come to say prophetically, I see you riding on the wings of a horse. I just came that the best way to tell you, the best way for us to start in the spirit is for our hearts to yearn for Jesus. That's all. 
When it is genuine like that, obedience becomes something that is costly to you. That you do anything to obey the Lord. You will go an extra mile to obey the Lord. It doesn't matter what. Whether your prayers get answered or not, you will still seek the face of the Lord because it is not the loaves that you are after. You are after the maker of the loaves. And because you follow him, all things will work together for your good. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It will come to pass concerning your life. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. So something comes up and I ask the senior pastor a question that looking at Assuming there's a, a big movement in town, like a prophetic movement, right? And have thousands of people following after this woman or man of God, could be in any other nation. And then people, and you get people praying. It's not wrong to seek things from God because it is his desire to give them to, to us. Hallelujah. So you get people seeking God for so many reasons so many reasons somebody is seeking God because my sister has insulted me so you, you have to show, show her God show her that I am a blessed person show her and we are seeking God for so many reasons then I ask the question so, assuming it's a prayer movement, then I asked my, my senior that assuming we introduce Bible study, the, the, the man of God decided to introduce Bible study to the, 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 the prayers. Like today, will the numbers go up or go down? He says the numbers will go down. Why? Because people are after the loaves. They are not after the love. They are not after Jesus. It is very important that we begin to introspect the reason why we are here in the presence of God. Because in this very time, it is very, very important. The times we find ourselves is dangerous. Deception, a time is going to come, people are going to start yearning for the truth. That what will God speak to me that will help me to survive? People are going to yearn for that. So, you find out that there's a lot going on around us. But let the love of God be tested right now. You realize that many will withdraw. Your love for God. Young man, your love for God. Myself, my love for God. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Is the Lord speaking to somebody? He said, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and ate and, and were filled. Last year, I prayed and prayed and prayed for a wife. God, if you not give me a wife, I will stop church. If my prayer is not answered, I will stop. You want to eat of the loaves. Not because you love God. Let God do it for you right now. We'll see. Because I hope I'm preaching. So it is very important to place our priorities 
Now, the reason why Jesus died was because it was his primary assignment. It got to a point where the disciples didn't want him to die. Because they were seeing a lot of miracles, a lot of signs and wonders around them that they were enjoying the moment. They were enjoying every bit of it. So when Jesus said, I, I'm going to die, Peter said no. The devil spoke through him and said, no, Lord, you will not die. But, Pete, but Jesus, because he knew that he can heal all men in the world at once, but if he does not die for us, he has never fulfilled his assignment. So he needs to die so that his assignment will be fulfilled. So that is his primary reason. So now it translates to us. The reason why we are always supposed to come into the presence of the Lord is to seek our salvation. That is the number one thing that needs no compromise. You always have to come before the presence of the Lord to seek salvation. Not because, of, not because you need a new job. Not because you need a new car. Not because uh, things are not going well so you need a change. I've seen people get looking for a husband. They get, we pray. The, the man comes and, and they, they come for weekday service. They're all around. The man comes and they stop coming to church. It's not about love for Jesus. It's the loaves. They were filled. So they came seeking the Lord, praising, giving offering, dressed nicely in the presence of God. But the reason was not because I love Jesus. It was because I, I, I want to be filled with a loaf. So I'm not saying coming to church and, and serving God is wrong, but we need to know the reason, the motive behind it, whether it is indeed true that we love the Lord. Hallelujah. So Job was tested. Everything was taken from him. Everything was taken from him. He was the richest, the billionaire of his time. He was rich and well-to-do. Everything was taken. And God had a testimony of Job. Does God have a testimony of you? What testimony does the Lord have of you? What can God say and, and, and can be confident about to testify in the midst of angels and even before the devil that I know Abina, I know that he's a, she's, a, she's a woman after my own heart. It, it, whatever you touch concerning her life, she will never change. Her love for me will never change. Should, should, should her, her, all her clothes burn, she'll go and borrow and come to church. Should I, give, should I decide not to give her anything just to test her? She will still love me. So God gave a testimony of Job. And everything was taken from him. But he says what? My redeemer, leave it. He said, I know that at last God will stand. Everything will fall. Everything will pass away. But God alone will stand. Only God. And those who are attached to him. Only that. That is the only thing that will stand. The four Hebrew boys, they said, we will not bow no matter what you do. We will not bow. Curse us as much as you can. Threaten us. We will not bow. 
Give me every, give us everything. We will still not bow. We will not compromise our love for God. Whether God comes to save us or he does not come to save us, we will not what? Bow. We will not bow. Whether I get the job or not, I will not bow. Whether I can see, I cannot, I fasted and fasted and prayed and I can't see anything, I will not what? Bow. Whether I'm giving offering and God, no door is opening, I will still continue to give. I will not bow. I will still continue. Because there is an understanding with what I'm doing. It is out of what? Love for God. Not because I need anything from him. Yes, there's a principle that given, it shall be given to you, pressed down, uh, shaking, is it what? Shaking together, running over, will men give unto you. It's a principle. It works. Even though it's good, the motive for which you give your tithes and your offering is because, should be because you love God. Hallelujah. Amen. That is when you, 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 you have, you have uh, 300 CDs and it is, you know that that is all you have and then you say, God, I, I love you. The way you love that guy, you can do everything for him. The way you love that young lady, you can do everything for him. You can give him all, withdraw everything from your account and give it to her. Is there, is there somebody here like that? Withdraw all and give it to her. That same way. <laughs> you will come and come and place it before the presence of the Lord. Yeah, there's some people like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we will not bow no matter what because your faith is going to be tested. Our faith is going to be tested. All of us. It is going to be tested. For, for us to succeed in the walk in the spirit, it is better and needful that we introspect. We introspect. Where am I? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I coming to church? Is it because I need something or because I love the Lord? Because God needs... That is why Paul said, he said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. He said, I seek to know nothing about anything amongst you except Jesus and him crucified. He had that revelation that it was all about Jesus and nothing else. So you come to play drums, you come to play the drums, and it is what? It's about Jesus. Because today you have people in church playing drums because they'll be paid. You have people singing in the choir. They are doing it because, not because they love the Lord, but because they'll be paid. Then after that, what reward will come for you? How would you want God to reward you eventually? So we should check our motives and make sure that the reason why we are doing what we are doing is because we love the Lord. That is what will help us to survive. Amen. As pastors, as church workers, as, as congregation, that is what will help us to survive. Hallelujah. 
So, two sisters. Jesus visits them. And while Jesus visits them, one quickly hurries to the kitchen and, and is up and about going to uh, do something, prepare something for Jesus to, to eat. And sometimes you know it can be very, very annoying when you have a sister in the house and then you are preparing something and she's there sitting doing nothing. Sometimes you become angry in your heart like you, you feel like slapping her because she's supposed to come and help you and then she sits it down. And then she's there and then Jesus, she, she, she realizes that she's, she's doing a lot without any help. She said, Jesus, why won't you tell Mary to come and help me? And Jesus said, she what? She chose the right thing to do. That cannot be taken. One thing that cannot be taken away from you is your love for God. It cannot be taken from you, your love for God. Hallelujah. So, Mary was doing the needful. She loved to sit at the feet of God. So, we have to introspect now. Please, am, am, I, am I communicating? We have to introspect now. Trust me, if you love the Lord, the things that will start happening in your life, the things that will start happening in your life, you love the Lord, the revelations you have, the ideas that will come to you, I'm telling you, there are millions of ideas that the world has not seen that is seated in the presence of God. Millions of ideas. You thought you've seen it all. The, the billionaires, they are the ones who have the ideas. No. There are billions of ideas still there. So somebody starts something, you ask, hey, how did the person see this? How? And the person is making money all around. How? I mean, you hear stories of how people began and, and you get to realize that this one is the Lord that gave it to them. Unless they went to pass somewhere. Please. I didn't mention anybody's name. I didn't mention anybody's name. Hallelujah. So in loving God places you at a position of advantage. Always. It is what ushers you into the walk in the spirit. Because you wake up in the morning, thank you Jesus. I love you Jesus. I bless you Jesus. Thank you for giving me life. What are we doing today? What do you have for me today? What is the step for me to take today? I mean, it's like you are talking to your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband. And you know, Jesus likes these things. They do. He does. You realize that he comes to you and he communicates to you. He gives you details. Have you noticed sometimes that things happen and you realize, ah, it's like I, I, I knew something in me just tells me this thing. I, I know something about it. it. Before it happened, I knew. Even, even in that state, God reveals things to us. And it's very, very important that we don't chase the lows, but we chase the maker of the lows. So they are seeking him all right. Coming after him. But you realize that they asked Jesus, where are you? Jesus did not answer them. 
He, he gave them the essence of why they were following him. So why are you following Pastor Jennifer? Reverend Jennifer, why are you following her? Why are you here? There should be a reason by passing her. It should be the love of God. That is what will usher you to do more. Not because of her, but because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I said because I asked. So if I start a prayer, prayer something, and I have thousands of people following me, and miracles and signs and wonders are happening, people are receiving solutions, and I introduce Bible studies. Assuming I have 10,000 followers, I bet you it may drop to 300 or 250. That one cries even plenty. <laughs> they will go if there should be another one somewhere that just pops up. They will run and go there because they are after the loaves and not after the love of God. That is not our portion. Because our desire is to know him and he crucified. When we catch this, there is nothing that will stop us. Yes, we will cry sometimes, but we will go and cry at his feet. We will be disappointed sometimes. We will go and lay our disappointment at his feet. We will be uncertain we will not know what to do. We'll go and lay it all at his feet. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we are going to pray. And we're going to ask the Lord to revive our love for him. Hallelujah. To revive what? Our love for him. I hope I've not disappointed tonight. Because... Um, Pastor, sometimes, forgive me, um, we, we want, you know, one of the signs of the laws is that we want the, the revelations and we want the directions and then we want all of that, but it does not direct us to Christ. That is what is eating our generation up and it's also a sign of the end time that the love of many shall was called, not because they are not in church, it's because they don't love God. They are, they are after other things apart from God. The loaves. We're going to pray to the Lord. The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. This preaching is not shouting, shouting. You can't shout with this one. We have to be calm. Amen. So we are believing the Lord to revive our love. Maybe you've not read your devotional for days. You've not, when you woke up, you've not even given thanks to God for just five minutes. Now you can't even have five minutes for God. When you come to church and worship is going on, receive a call now, you just go out because your connection to the love of God is not there. We come to church and our mind is off somewhere. It's not on God. Those of you who are in, who are in relationship, can you, you know how the whole day your, your mind can be on the person you love the whole day. 
The whole day. It's true. It's very true. The whole day, from morning to evening, your mind. The only time you just skip is just for some five minutes. Then you come to yourself, hey, I've not heard from Kojo. Where is Kojo? God wants us to translate that. Where if you're driving, when you're driving, your mind is on God. When you're playing the piano, your heart and your mind is on God. When you're in, in the washroom, your mind is on God. When you wake up in the morning, shadas, inactoxivis, thank you God. Your mind is on God. Everything about you is God. That is when the Lord graduates you every single day. Keeps on graduating you. And keeps on immersing you in his love. He takes you deep. And then the Bible says, deep call it unto deep. Then you begin to see God as he sees you. Then things begin to change concerning your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we are going to love the Lord. That is the best way to start walking in the spirit. So it brings us finally to the spiritual disciplines where you have to read your word. Somebody can be there two weeks. You've not read the Bible. Two weeks. And then we come and I surrender. Hey, God have mercy on us. It's a serious matter. It's very serious, mommy. That you can put your hand on your Bible and you see the, the dust. You've not touched. If you don't even bring the Bible to church again, it's your phone. Carrying your Bible now becomes what? A baggage, like a problem. For Christians today, carrying a Bible, yeah, the electronic is also good. But carrying your Bible now becomes an issue. So people, thank you Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is breathing upon people. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's very beautiful. And it's reminding people of his love. He's breathing on people. It's very beautiful. So we are going to love the Lord. Hallelujah. And it is going to instruct our obedience to him. That we will love to obey God. We we'll love to obey God. Because he loves us. Hallelujah. Amen. Before you realize, things will start happening for you. I'm not promising you, but it's scripture. Things will start working for your good. It is what will secure you. It is what will keep you secured in God. And you love him. Hallelujah. Will not be like, I'll not be like a young man say, God, I've been praying about this girl. She's been bouncing me, sir. This year, if she continues to bounce me, I'm not coming to that church again. I'm going. But our story will change. Whether I'm bounced or not, I will still be in your presence. We roll on the ground, on the floor, and roll God. As soon as God does it for us, we are out. We are gone. But minus us. Hallelujah. 
whether God does it for us or not, like the Hebrew boys, whether he comes to save us or not, we will still not bow. We will still love the Lord. We will still pray. We will still pray and, and it to be genuine. The Lord, I, I want to love you. I want to know you. It's been one year. I'm being honest. Everything about me has been a lie. Everything about me coming to church has been a lie. Lord, I want to love you. I want to know you. I want you to know everything about my heart. I want you to know everything about my life. I have been wrong all this while. Now I have come like the prodigal son. I have come that you would teach me how to love you. You would teach me your ways. And you would teach me how to fellowship with you, oh God. I have come. I have come. I have come. I have come. So a time coming when the true worshippers will worship him in spirit and in truth. In truth is walking in the love of God. Walking in the will of God. Where you come to God and Lord, it is all about you and nothing else. I'm not starting a church because I want a big congregation or I want cars packed or offerings. I am doing it because, Lord, I love you. I love praying and I love to seek you. I want you to work on my life. I want to have a revelation of who you are. I want you to transform my life. I need a change. I need a transformation of God. I have been wrong. I need you to help my infirmities. I need you to work on my heart. I need you to work on my personality. I need you to transform my life. I need to change. I need certain change and certain transformations in my life. I need to see Jesus. I need to encounter your love. Not because I need anything, but because I need a transformation. I need a transformation in my life. So whether a husband comes or not, I am Satan. I am still in the presence of the Lord. I love the Lord. And it is genuine. It is genuine. It is genuine. It is genuine. So you say, Lord, bring me back from where I, I lost it. Search me out and bring me back from where I lost it. And start all over again with me. All over again. All over again. All over again, oh God. In the name of Jesus. All over again. All over again. Where you spend five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. And it's like nothing. No time is gone. Where you stay in the presence of the Lord. And it's just you and God. Just you and God. Just you exalting the Lord. Just you magnifying the Lord. Not because you are looking for a future. Not because you want God to do something for you. But because you love him. You love him. That you love him. And nothing else. And nothing else. The reason we are not reading our Bible as we have to, as we ought to, is because there's something wrong with our love for God. 
There's something wrong. Something wrong. The Lord should help us. We need help tonight. We need help tonight. We need help tonight. We need help tonight. Father, we need help tonight. We need help tonight. Like the ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. Lord, the wise carried oil, the oil of your love, the oil of fellowship, the oil of obedience. Lord, we need a revival. We need extra oil upon us in the name of Jesus. Break the yokes, break the bettings, uplift the bettings, undo the heavy bettings in the name of Jesus and bring us to the place of love in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Are you doing it because you are just doing it? It has become a custom. Even me inclusive. I can just come and stand and, and preach and go. Or sing and go. Or come to church and appear. For others to see that I've come to church and go. We are deceiving ourselves, not God. But tonight God wants to reconnect you. Reconnect us to him. That is the first thing. You know the first thing God wants to gather in this year is you. The first person, the first thing God wants to gather is you. Not gathering assets or gathering accounts or gathering members or gathering anything. The first person, the first thing God wants to gather is you. It's you. Your life. Your heart. Your soul. Your spirit. The very things that matters, that matters to you. You are the first person God wants to gather in this year. You. He wants to put all the broken, bring all the broken pieces together that nothing is lost. He wants to bring all the broken pieces together. Bring it all together. And make it as a whole. A whole. A whole. Gather us. Let's rise to our feet. Let's rise to our feet. Just have 10 minutes of prayer. Let's rise to our feet. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us. Jesus understood it. He said, you seek me, not because you love me, but because you ate the loaves and you were filled. That is why you seek me. But tonight, we, we want to come to the throne of repairs. For the Lord to repair us. The Lord to repair us. And bring transformation to us. I see fresh fire. I see a new fire in the church, pastor. Fresh fire. New fire new fire in the church a new level of Holy Ghost fire 
in the name of Jesus. So you are going to ask the Lord tonight in the name of Jesus. The Lord, I want to be honest with you today. I want to be honest. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. I, I want to be honest tonight before your presence that I've missed it. I have introspected and I've realized that I've been after the loaves all this while for all these years. It is I have been after the loaves not because I love you but because of the loaves because of my future because of my marriage and because of my business and because I want members but Lord that's not been because of you Lord I'm being honest help me help me oh God help us Jesus You are asking the Lord for transformation. You are asking the Lord transform. Revise me. In the name of Jesus. Me 
Yetis, Yaksakophobia, Yepahuba, Piaquia, Shopoya, in Jesus' name. One of the reasons scripture you know helped some of us was because we were young. We, we were young and all we wanted was God. We didn't want anything, not we didn't want a wife. We didn't want a job. We didn't want anything. It was just God. So what happened? And today it's changed. That is a question that should be on our minds. As beloveds of the Lord. That what happened? What does did the devil blow on our eyes? On the hearts of us? That now it's not about God's love. But it's about what we need from him. But not because we love him. But tonight our story is changing because God is reminding us that he loves us and he's drawing us to his side in the name of Jesus. So you're going to pray finally. And you're going to ask the Lord to teach me how to love you. Teach me how to love you. Teach me. Teach me. Holy Spirit, teach me how to love you. Teach me how to come before your presence in prayer. Teach me. Teach us. Teach us how to love you. Teach us. Teach us. It's not about preaching. It's not because I have to lead people. I, I need you to teach me how to love you. Not because I want a wife. Not because I want revelations. Not because of anything. Teach us how to love you once again. the doors of our life. Teach us how to love you. Teach us how to love you tonight. As we have an encounter with you, Lord. Father, this new event. Teach us how to love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Renew our love with you once again. In the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, renew our love with you once again. Holy Spirit, 
Lupa Kori Hatorata, Alaba City Manabosika, Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, teach us. That's all we need. That's all we need. Yes, we'll be blessed with all the things of this life. But it doesn't satisfy. They are turned proud. They are passing away. So you said we should consider the needful. What will give us eternal life? Not in the perishables. Because man will build a house and he wants to build another. Man will drive, get a car, and he wants a, another version. You said this is what eats us up. Would you rather translate it into seeking you first and your kingdom? In the name of Jesus. Father, help us. It is that trait we see in the politicians. That trait is in all of us. Where we keep on taking and taking and taking and taking and yet not satisfied. Those things will not bring satisfaction. You get it and you realize you need more. But the only thing that satisfies is Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the infilling presence of God. That is the only thing that satisfies. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We are grateful for tonight. We thank you for your word. For showing us a sign of your love. That from today we'll love you. You will help us to love you. You will help us. You will help us to love you. In the name of Jesus. The reasons why fightings in the church, but fightings and gossips is because the love of God is not there. But when the love of God is there, you will embrace your enemy. That is why in heaven you see the lion and the chicken playing together. You see the wild animals and, and the household, you see them playing together. The picture is there in Isaiah. Because of the love of God perfected. And that is what God is doing for us today. That we are living here loving God. We are living here seeking Him. Not because He's giving us a husband or a wife. But because He's giving us a business. Or because we are, we are going to buy that car, a door has opened. Or because I'm traveling. They are praying for people in the church. The door opened for them and they travel. And they stop praying because God has given them everything. They have a job, they, they have a house, and they've stopped praying. It was not the love of God. They were praying not because they love God, but because they wanted something from Him that will not be a portion. Because no matter what, we will still love the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Somebody give a clap offering unto the Lord for his goodness. God bless you. Hallelujah.
Somebody bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with a clap of free. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. We're sure you were blessed. Let's get interactive also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ICGC Revival Temple. Connect with Pastor Jennifer on YouTube and all her other social media handles. God bless you.